0: had prayer for a couple people having surgery this morning. Okay, turn your phones off. Come on now. My phone's off. Kaylee uh, Butterworth had uh, is having knee surgery right now. Had prayer with her this morning. Abby Goodlet is having foot surgery this morning, prayed with her this morning, and uh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. And Camden's out for the football season with a knee injury. your Holy Spirit, and you would cause us to see things that you want us to see today. We ask, Father God, that you would heighten our ability to understand and interpret your word. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen, amen. 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 Turn, if you would, to 1 Thessalonians, and lest I forget, out in the lobby on your way out, there are some hamburger and hot dog buns that will not stay long enough till Juanita gets back from where she's traveling, right? And so you're welcome to them. They're good and, and fine, but uh, they won't handle the trip that she's going to take. So uh, they're out there for you. Pick them up on your way out. And there's goodies in the back and Just don't talk to people on your way back. For coffee table there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and beginning with verse 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all. He he does that, y'all, every
1: time. Southern. My goodness, Treasure.
0: Southern Southern Tarsus, yeah. (laughs) Making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. Knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in in Macedonia. Don't turn the page until you've read the word and Achaia, who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything, for they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols, to serve the living and true God, and to wait. For his son from heaven. Amen.
2: Amen. Whom
0: he raised from the dead. Yes. Even Jesus who delivers us. From the wrath to come. To come. Yes, Whoa. A lot of stuff in these Thessalonian letters. <clears throat> Thessalonica. Was a pretty large city. They have found ruins of two theaters. Good. And uh, which lets us know what?
2: <clears throat>
0: Lots of people. They would, uh, we would gauge the size of cities by the number of seats in the theaters and multiply by four or five uh, to get the population of the town. So there's only estimates. They haven't fully estimated everything because they built a city on top of it. So uh, it's a little tough. Now in Israel, they don't do that. They dig down, they find an artifact, there's nothing going to be built there. And uh, so the cities, the major cities like Tel Aviv, uh, is not over-biblical sites. It's just not. And uh, so we... we, All right. So we... uh, We get a fuller picture of the history of Israel when we go there. And uh, let me send a word out, okay? Uh, The news media is not the best place to find out about Israel. I don't know of a single news supplier that gives great coverage to Israel. Unless it's bad. Unless it's bad. Yeah, well, they give bad coverage to Israel. Uh, someone noted that uh, they're showing that there's there's riots and unrest in Israel. Well, I checked it out. And you, do you see any riots or or protests going on in America right now? Anybody? Have you seen any? No. Yeah, well, the United Auto Workers is picketing and waving signs and everything. And uh, on the other side of the world, they show those things as major protests, and they're just out picketing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Same thing is true in, in Israel. The media has to come up with a story to document their reason for existing. And uh, it's been our experience... I've been to Israel many, 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 many times. And uh, one of the stories that illustrates this best, I was on a fact-finding trip to Israel. Uh, the Israeli government, they were getting such bad press, they paid for 90 of us to come over. Okay? 90 Tour leaders to come over, pastors and uh, leaders to come over to Israel because the media was just killing them, you know. And they said, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna tell you what to write or what to do, but you come over and you're going to take an all-expense-paid, free trip throughout Israel. You're going to go to the major cities. You're going to talk to the mayors." the Knesset leaders and then we're going to send you out to talk to the common person in the street. And then at the last night we're going to have a big banquet with the U.S. ambassador to Israel and you are to report your findings to them when, when you had the meeting. And so we did. 90 of us traveling all over the countryside and uh, talking with mayors and leaders and whatever. And the last night, we met with the U.S. ambassador. And this was basically our report. America needs to ban CNN. Amen.
3: Amen.
0: The world news from CNN is fabricated and alive and is meant to stir things up. We knew that from personal experience. We were were taking a a trip over to Bethlehem. We walked through the the gate, the entry points into Bethlehem. We took poses with the guards, Israeli. And Palestinian, we uh, we embraced, we hugged, we did, went in, toured throughout Bethlehem, came back, walked across, and came out. That evening at supper time, on the evening news from CNN, turmoil at the gate, at the entry point to Bethlehem, and at the bottom it said, file footage, that means it didn't happen right there, it was from some other time. at the very time that they were saying that bad things were happening, that's when we were there, nothing was happening, except us going over, and we didn't cause any trouble at all. And so our report to the U.S. ambassador was the flagrant misinformation coming from news reports that just stir things up. I happened to be over in Israel at the time when there was a disputed election. You remember back when uh, uh, Al Gore and, uh, and Bush were locked in a heated, and they were hanging chads, you know. Felt bad to be a guy named Chad at that time. They were hanging chads, and while we were in Israel, the election had not been determined yet. In Israel, CNN was posting scenes of riots and basically saying that there was an attempt to take over the government And it, it just wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. So, if you're watching the news, first information, don't. Amen. Especially national news. Local news is still good and is still goofy, but, but national news is insane in their detest of Israel yes, and the evangelical church. So, I'm sorry. Got off track. But Thessalonica. Thessalonica. Uh, It was under Roman rule. It was previously a Greek city, of course. You know by the Thessalonica, it's uh, a Greek city. It was conquered and achieved prominence in 167 BC under the Romans. It had a huge population population. It had uh, uh, multiple theaters, it had all kinds of things that uh, I'll show you here in a minute, some of the ruins. And as I mentioned, it's a massive city to this day, and in the center of the city, they allowed for some excavations, but the whole hillside is covered. uh, It would have been covered with a Roman city, but now it's covered with housing units and whatever. (laughs) Thessalonica became a site for intense persecution for Christians in the early days of the of the Christian Church, and uh, we'll read about that in a second. Let me let me try and uh, bring up some of these photos of some of the sites that have been excavated in Thessalonica. See if we can do that. Okay, here's one of the smaller theaters. Now, those of you who have studied this at all know, uh, on top of this first level, there would have been two other levels of seats. This is just the first level of seating, and the stage area. Uh, And there would have been two other levels of that. Now, these are the exit doors. You You can't even see the exit doors here. They were not in place. Anybody know what they call them? The exit doors? Exit doors. No.
1: Escape
0: hatches? Huh? Escape hatches? No. The vomitoriums. Spewing out. Spewing out. Vomitoriums. (laughs) Oh, well, never (laughs) mind. Okay, let's. Okay. Here is the agora or the shopping area. And, uh, Each one of these nooks back in here would have been a shop. It would have been a covered mall. It would have paved streets, sewers, underground sewer systems, and a fascia out here where you would enter the covered shopping areas, covered malls. <laughs> it had a massive aqueduct system which brought running water into the city for the public bathhouses and for the leaders of the community, they would have running water in their homes. Oh, don't ask. It was hot and cold. It was just cold water. But hey, I'll take cold water. You you can eat it. And right beside the aqueduct was one of the Roman bathhouses where they would have public restrooms and bathing facilities and a pool. Running water flowing underneath. There's another view of the one of the two that they've discovered of the theaters. Now these down here would be where they would bring in their actors or in uh, other times they would bring they would fluff this. And have boat. They would uh, have large boats that they would conduct uh, naval battles. Famous naval battles would be recreated in the in the bottom part here. Okay, it, it was a huge too. Look- model boats. <laughs> <laughs> model boats like this, and th- they would mock the battles with all the Roman ships, they were all cheering that stuff on, let me see if there's any others let me see if there's any other. nah, 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 nah. Were, uh, it was a huge city they, uh It was probably five, six hundred thousand people in the city at that time. And you say, boy, it looks an awful lot like every other Roman city you've shown us. Know why that is?
4: is? They were all built alike.
0: They were all built so that no matter what Roman city you went into, you knew exactly where everything was. It was laid out with one north-south street, one cross street. The main temples of their gods would be at the cross streets. In every, It was in the shape of a cross. Every quarter of the city was designed for certain things. Every Roman city you went to, you could walk in and know immediately where the shopping was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You could know where public restrooms were. That's good. You could know where the worship centers for pagan worship was. You could know everything about it. Every city you walked into. And when Rome conquered Israel, they did the same thing in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Jerusalem is divided into quarters, and uh, in the same, same plan of the Romans, they built over top of ruins, so now they've gone underneath some of the Roman ruins and found some previous ruins of Jewish settlements and whatever. So... Uh, th- any questions about Thessalonica that I can try and answer? Or do you care? It was a major city. But it became one of the first sites where Christians were persecuted. It was large enough to have a Jewish synagogue. So there was a Jewish population. But when Paul came to town and started preaching in the synagogue, the Jews rose up, but then the whole city rose up against them and persecuted them. And they had to leave town. We'll talk about that in a moment. Let's uh, get back to where we are here. Is All the marketplaces laid out the same way. Yep, yeah, exactly the same. Covered, they would have a main street that would be as wide as <clears throat> about a little bit larger width than this room. There would be pillars on this side with covered things on that side. Pillars, covered uh, mall shopping and uh, paved with stones. Underground sewers so there was no open sewer water. So Jerusalem and Tel Aviv designed it. Tel Aviv was not Tel Aviv was not a major city back in the day just Jerusalem and when we go to uh, Skitopolis or I've lost it right now uh, city where Saul's big shot had a slip up there for a moment Mm -hmm got a few things roll around in there and they sometimes they don't connect. Uh, Beit Shan was on the hill and the Romans decided it was a great place to have a city so they built a Roman, complete Roman city at the base of it called Schytopolis and when we go to uh, Beit Shan or Schytopolis we see the this massive city laid out exactly like Thessalonica was laid out. So, and you walk into the city, it's like your home. You know exactly where to find Not like Columbus or other cities. How many of you ever get lost in Columbus? How many of you ever had traffic problems in Columbus? Last night we were trying to get to the Clippers game. Oh my goodness. It was bumper to bumper on every single road that we went to. Well, that's neither here nor there. But uh, Columbus doesn't really have a good plan. Have you ever noticed that Columbus, when they were designing the freeway system through Columbus, that if you're going from north to south and you want to go to Cincinnati and you follow 71 through the center of Columbus, the major thoroughfare, north-south, I-71, goes down to one lane. Brilliant plan. They needed some Romans to tell them how to plan a city and roads in and out so that you didn't have to have a vomitorium. So, can I get somebody to turn to Acts 17 One through five, Acts seventeen. Tom's got it. Acts seventeen, one through five.
1: Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis in Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. That's three in a row. Three, three, three easy for me to say. Where there was a synagogue of the Jews, then Paul, as his custom was went into them, at the three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I preach to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and a great multitude of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women, joined Paul and Silas. But the Jews, who were not persuaded, becoming becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. Okay,
0: so here's the situation. Uh, Paul comes to town. He knows what quarter that the Jewish quarter would be. It's a large city and it has enough to have a Jewish synagogue. (laughs) And so he goes right there. And he begins to reason with them three weeks in a row on the Sabbath from the Scriptures because every synagogue had copies of the scrolls brought to them from the scribes. And so he was preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ from the Old Testament Scriptures. Amen? Amen. Think about it. Amen! Amen! Folks, it's not just a New Testament thing. It's a a whole Bible thing. He preached out of the Old Testament. He preached Isaiah and everything else out of the Old Testament about Jesus, how that he he came, he lived a sinless life, he died on the cross, he rose and ascended to heaven, and he preached it all out of the Old Testament. So much so that many Jews were converted Gentiles came to hear it and received Jesus and prominent women from the city of Thessalonica also responded to the message of Paul now we know there were some prominent women in Thessalonica anybody remember one that you know the name of Lydia Lydia Lydia. Mm -hmm. now she she had gone to Philippi, right? To start up her dyeing business, not her fabric business. (laughs) There's a lot of dyeing businesses around, but she was dyeing fabric. Uh, And she went there. So it lets us know that it was a climate of in those Agora shops that I showed you, okay? Some of the prominent women had shops and vendors. Lydia had one of those. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. And and so, but some Jews were envious and jealous of, of what was happening because Paul was getting people excited about Jesus. And the, what did those Jews do? What those angry Jews do? Ryan. Ryan. Well, not before that. They didn't want to get their hands dirty. What did they do? They went down to the bad side of town. Now every every town has a bad side. And that's where all the, the, the drinking and the carousing goes on. How many of you think you might be able to find a bad side of Columbus? Oh,
2: right.
0: <laughs> About several. And is it is it does it just get to me or you see all these shootings and everything and they're happening at 2 a.m. at bars.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, wait a minute. What are you doing? You know.
2: Right.
0: Never mind. Uh, back back that It's somebody else's fault. You know. Person shouldn't have been shot. That's true. But if they weren't there, <laughs> guess what? They wouldn't have been shot. <laughs> exactly right. And uh, the they go down to the bad side of town, and they they went they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace. Okay, the agora. We saw that. Okay, the marketplace area. When you go to stores, can you go to stores and find some vendors or panhandlers or people that are out trying to uh, scam you? Uh, anybody ever bought a watch on the street corner? <laughs> we, had, we were in a singing group and a guy came back, and we had some free time, we were in Washington, D.C. He said, look, I got a Rolex! I <laughs> said, oh really? Where'd you get it? Well, on the street. Right. The guy was selling them. He had a whole armful of them. <laughs> oh, no. Before the day was out, the face of the thing had fallen off, and the thing was running backwards. <laughs> uh, so, we found some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. You know it's easy to start one of those. Yeah, sure and they went and they grabbed a whole of Jason, one of the Christians, and they were trying to get to Paul. And they were just going to do bad things to Paul and all the Christians there, and they escorted them out of town. So you know, that's that's Thessalonica, and that's that's early in the game here. The Christians are suffering persecution even as Paul writes the letter to the Thessalonian church he talks about their afflictions and he's referring back to this this mob thing that happened they were pulling them dragging them through the streets of the city and uh, beating on them and throwing them out of town and everything and all they did was tell people about Jesus Mm say, boy, it's terrible that that happens, folks. It's happening. It's happening around the world right now. But even as this letter was being written at the very beginnings of the church in Thessalonica, founded by Paul on those consecutive Sabbaths that he taught and a strong church grew in Thessalonica. The theme of these two letters, he writes 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Guess which one he wrote first. first. You're so sharp. Uh, the main theme is that Jesus is
1: coming back. Amen. Amen. Of both of them. Now he talks
0: about other things, but the one thing that's interesting about the letters to the Thessalonians, Paul doesn't have to deal with with a lot of the false doctrine issues. The teachers don't want to come in and portray themselves as Christians because Christians are being persecuted.
2: Mm.
0: Now that's the, the only positive thing about persecution. When persecution happens because you're a follower of Christ, false people who aren't really Christians don't want any part of that so the uh, the persecution was going on did a positive thing there weren't people calling themselves Christians who weren't because there was persecution if you were a Christian you understand what I'm saying? And I'm getting blank stares, man. I'm trying to communicate here. It's I I ate, I ate a bunch of hot dogs last night. It was it was Diamond Dog Night, and, and a lot of hot dogs entered the ministry last night. I'll tell you that. And uh, I'm trying to communicate here, but nothing is written about false teachers and false doctrines of Christians because. The Christians, real Christians were being persecuted for their faith I I want you to watch how you pray we don't want any persecution of the gospel here you know what, it might separate, it will separate the real from the false but I don't want to be persecuted, no, I, I don't think Jason did either But the fact was, it was a separation point. According to Jesus, persecution is going to come upon those who follow his gospel. The real thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the two letters, neither one of them deal with major false teachings. They're going through persecution and affliction. And the word from the Lord through Paul is... Hang in there. Jesus is coming. Boy, that's a good thing for us to know when we're going through difficult times. Jesus is coming. Well, He hasn't come back yet. No. But we need to have a hope Beyond what we're going through. When we are hopeless, we give up. The Lord has laid a message on my heart for this coming Sunday. uh, About this very thing. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. If you can be here Sunday, be here Sunday. If you know some people that are going through discouragement in their faith and difficult times, get them here Sunday. Lift up your heads. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's an important message. I'm not trying to draw people from other churches. I just, if, but if there's people not going to church or they're iffy, get them here, you know. Uh, I believe it's a message that the church needs today. Mm -hmm. Lift up your heads. Uh, So the the theme of these two letters, and we're going to do 1 Thessalonians this week, and next week we're going to do 2 Thessalonians. So so you're not confused. The, uh, The importance of having a hope in the midst of struggle,
2: yes, sir.
0: And there, he's writing to people that are afflicted. Remember what we what we read in the first. He said uh, the affliction uh, that they're going. Okay, and you become followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. Mm. That's how the church in Thessalonica was born. After the third week of Paul preaching and people getting saved and prominent people turning to Jesus Christ and Jews receiving Jesus as Messiah, there's always going to be a bounce back from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And they were persecuted in Thessalonica. So, we need to realize that persecution the only positive thing that i can find is that the trying of your faith works patience and and also that if you're being punished for being a christian people are going to stop calling themselves christians that aren't really
2: mm-hmm.
0: we got a lot of people mm. that say they're christian yeah. but they don't know christ are you being judgmental? No, I'm not a judge. I'm a fruit inspector. By their fruits, you shall know them. There are people that are following flashy teachings and doctrines, but they're not following Jesus. And I'm sick of it. I'm nauseated by it. And But persecution is going to separate the wheat from the chaff, folks. Yes, sir. Just saying. Just
3: saying. It kind of goes hand in hand. You know, we saw what happened after the towers went down. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were in church, you yeah. know, and, and uh, didn't last long, but yeah. they were flopping to the churches.
0: Yeah. yeah. I remember we were setting up chairs the Sunday after. Uh, I was pastoring pastor in Bell Fountain at the time. We were setting up chairs. We were in two services and had to set up chairs for both. And uh, I didn't have to do that ever again. After that Sunday. That's sad. Uh, we want to look at the prayer principles in 1 Thessalonians. The first principle found there in 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 and 3 is this, we give thanks to God always for y'all making mention of y'all in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith labor of love, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father Work. The work and the workers. We need to pray because there is work that needs to be done.
2: Yes, sir.
0: How many of you at your house have things that need to be done? Yeah. Any have things that need to be done? How many of you? How many of you deal with laundry? Any have laundry issues? Yeah, I'm not allowed. You're not allowed. Lord laundry issues I'm with you Jim, I'm not allowed to eat. I can switch the things between the washer and dryer but I'm not allowed to put this ever since I got that red towel in with my white t-shirt I'm in the pit but uh, have you ever noticed laundry doesn't do itself have you ever noticed that dishes dishes don't do themselves either Now, we come close to having our floors do itself with. We have one of those robot thingies that Linda yells a command out to it. She calls it Bertha. (laughs) Bertha, sweep. Bertha goes all over the place, sweeps up, and then takes herself home when she doesn't get lost. Uh, But Bertha can't climb stairs and sweep them. It doesn't do itself. How about how many of you had to fold clothes? You ever notice they don't fold themselves? You say, "Well, that's not hard work." Yeah, but it's it's work. Yeah, It may not be hard, but it's work. If, if you don't if you don't think it's hard, fold fitted sheets. <laughs> I can get some. I can get somebody upset in a heartbeat. Trying to just, just roll them up in a ball and throw them. In. No. There's work that needs to be done. Your work of faith. There's work that needs to be done, and it will not do itself. That's right. Now, people don't like to hear it, but I've got to harp on this a little bit. You see, there's work that needs to be done in the the things of the Lord, in the work of the Lord. It's a work of faith. And whether it's... Well, let's list some of the... We're going to have... We're just going to talk about church for a moment, okay? Mm -hmm. The, The gathering of the believers. What are some things that need to be done before... We can have a worship service on Sunday. Clean, right. Sweep the carpets. Okay, there needs to be cleaning and sweeping done. And pick up the stuff and whatever. What are some other things that need to happen? Praying. People need to pray. Yeah.
1: Preparation.
0: Preparation. There needs to be some preparation to to, to go through. Uh, we have Sunday school classes. Uh, there needs to be preparation for those things. Um. Uh, Let's say we're having a, a, a funeral, and there's going to be a funeral dinner to follow. What are some work that has to be done?
4: Cover dishes.
0: People have to work at home, cook something or bring something. What else? Clean up. Clean up. Set up.
3: Sit
4: down.
0: <laughs> you know, last time I checked, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. If I'm wrong, let me know. The chairs at the tables do not set themselves up. No, they I do mean, not. I
1: have not witnessed that.
0: You've not <laughs> witnessed that. It would be interesting to see. <clears throat> uh, and, and the kitchen doesn't clean itself, and the refrigerator certainly doesn't clean itself. We have some people that think the refrigerator cleans itself. That you can put stuff in there and leave it for months at a time. It develops a life of its own. We could create penicillin off of the mold from some of the stuff. In. Do coffee pots turn themselves off and clean themselves no. after Sunday school? No. <laughs> There's work that needs to be done, and it will not do itself. That's right. Praying around the altar, having people lay hands upon the sick, taking up offerings. Uh, how about music? It just kind of happens, doesn't it? Just happens. We take it for granted. It just happens. No, there's practicing behind the scenes. There's uh, all getting all the songs together. That is harder. Anybody who's tried to put together. A song worship service. Can some? Can I get a, a, witness? It is harder than it sounds. When you're when you're putting multiple instruments and multiple voices and people songs in multiple keys <laughs> and and uh, it's harder than it sounds. Mm-hmm. Yet somebody's working. Somebody's working to put all that together. And to practice and to do those things. How about for Bible just Bible study? Is there any work that needs to be happened before Bible study comes off? Preparation. Yeah. There's got to be some preparation. It better not just be one person prepping. We all ought to be studying. How many of you have a hunch of where we're going to be next week in our Bible study?
2: Yeah. Second.
0: You know, throughout this whole Prayer by the book study, you've known where we're going to be. Let's have a show of hands. How many have prepped for the class? Mm I did last week. Just. Oh, I lost my plane. Oh, no. All right. L. Al took a hit here. I hope that ain't a sign. No, it's a, it's a metal plane. It's just fine. I'll put it back on this pedestal later. But uh, uh, you know, I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm just trying to bring light. Sometimes light brings heat, too. Um, you know, there's there's people that do jobs that you're not aware of. <coughs> How many of you know that somebody every month prepares the communion bread for the the communion service, Mm -hmm. bakes it at home? How many of you know somebody sets up and fills all those itty-bitty glasses and sets it out, Mm -hmm. and then takes it and cleans up afterwards? And goes through the sanctuary to pick up the cups. did you know those cups do not put themselves in the trash? How many of you have ever
2: realized that
0: they do they do We've waited for it, but it hasn't happened there's There's a lot of things that require work Yes, and uh, things don't just happen without work and workers. And we need to pray. Jesus on one occasion told the people to look out into the harvest field. The fields are white unto harvest. Remember that? Yes. yes. And the disciples are hmm Okay, I see it. The very next verse, which is in the next chapter, but you know there were no chapters and verses in the middle of there until the third century. Then he commissioned his disciples to go out. Pray you to the Lord of the harvest. That he would send forth laborers into the field. They prayed for laborers and they became one. They became something. Praying for the work and the workers. There's tough jobs behind the scenes you know, can you imagine how much trash this place generates on a weekly basis? Yes. And taking it out to the, huh? Especially after food distribution. After food distribution, oh my goodness. Well, there's a little bit of work to be done when we're distributing the food. It doesn't, those of you who work in that ministry, it does not just happen. Oh, I'm so glad that we have that outreach and It just seems to all just fit together because people fit it together. Can I see the hands of those who were bagging stuff last month, last last weekend? We had to bag everything. Bagging them and then setting them up. And whether it's going after ice to keep the milk cold or, or taking it out to the cars, We served over 180 families. Estimated 600 people. Praise
1: Praise the Lord. Lord.
0: But it doesn't just happen. We need to pray for the laborers. Because there's much to be done. We need to pray for the laborers. Whether it's Marsha... Telling him to come and not run her over in the in the car, <laughs> or Jeff lifting every single one of those boxes and putting it into the car, or are you making multiple trips around to <laughs> fill the
2: boxes till
0: we become dizzy, and and and, uh, and trying to figure it all out. But you know that's not the end of it. On Sunday. We opened it up and some people took some food, but then on Monday morning, Bill showed up with his van to take any leftovers down to the Van Buren homeless shelter so they could fix meals. There's work. Well, it's marvelous that it all got taken away. The work does not do itself. We need to pray, as Jesus said, for the laborers. Mm-hmm. We need to pray to the Lord to send forth laborers because there's work that needs to be done. <coughs> Doing tough jobs behind the scene, whether it's emptying the coffee pots after the services or on, emptying the grounds or picking up various and sundry things in the room. There's things that need to be done. It's work. It's not glorious. It's not glamorous. But work doesn't do itself; it takes work, hard work. You say, "Well, I would if I didn't have this." Well, it also takes priority setting. You know, you say, well, but, I, "But, but, but, I, but I can't." Well, that's fine if you can't. But have you prayed to the Lord of the Harvest? There's work that needs to be done. Uh, had an old old preacher that used the term said, we got workers and we got shirkers. (laughs) Don't be a shirker, be a worker. (laughs) That's God. (laughs) Let's let's look about this principle of praying for the workers and the work. There's work to be done and it just doesn't happen. (laughs) It'd be cool if it did, wouldn't it? <laughs> Any of you remember back in the 60s, television program came on called Bewitched. Yes. Now, I was not a big fan, but a lot of the ladies were. Any of you ever watch it? Any of you yeah. ever seen yeah. Bewitched? Yes. And you'd have a cluttered house. And what did Elizabeth Montgomery do? Twitched her nose. Twitch her nose had a little sound effect with it, too. And everything just put itself away. And and the cake baked. And the house was clean. And the laundry was done. And Alice Kravitz next door was locked up. You know, all kinds of things that happened. We've often wished that we'd just wave a magic wand and have everything happen. But you know what? There is work to be done, and it just doesn't happen. Make a list of some of the things that need to be done, just around the ministries of the church. You know, we we need some other helpers in nursery. We've had some of our nursery workers... One of them's going back to school and is expectant with another child. Stephanie, she, she can't she can't lift and whatever anymore. We need other people to help with the nursery. Well, why do you need nursery? We don't have that many kids. Yeah, and we won't. If we don't have nursery. We're 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 trying to bring in a harvest to families. And if we don't have the the programs and the ministries, they'll go someplace else. Because we cannot use them when they first come. Because we, we have to vet and we have to be conscious that we just can't put people into leadership until they prove them themselves. So we need laborers. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Yeah.
4: Back in the 80s, uh, I was in the bus minister. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Saturday, we didn't let the door go the knocking. I took it up on your Saturday and you got up early Sunday morning, got your bus, made sure it was nice and clean, and you went your route and some of the kids didn't know what a bus was and you had to keep them quiet or they went out for windows. And then you had to round them up, take them home. That was we yeah, and you got the bus back to the church, that was two o'clock, and then you may go home get a quick bike to eat, then it was time to come back to church.
0: Yeah. And it, it was if you've ever worked in bus ministry, it's always a, a thrill. We had a bus ministry up in Painesville and we did it on Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah. And my daughter was still doing it up until a couple years ago. But uh, all kinds of stuff. We we were having in that ministry. We were having trouble because we were renting a bus and a driver. Huge expense. And so I told the board. I said I could get a bus cheaper than that. What you spend in one year, I can buy two buses yeah but we won't have drivers I said okay I'm going to volunteer to learn how to drive a bus and if we would as a board go on record if you want to learn to get your CDL it can help you find other work and other jobs too and uh, the church will pay for you to get your CDL license through the training and uh, as long as you say that, I'll help out with the bus ministry. We had a lot of people that that did it, and so old Fumble Bumble King, I I I, I did my training. I, I took I took my parallel part an eighty-four passenger snub-nosed bus.
2: I'll
0: have you know, <laughs> but you know, bus ministry doesn't just happen. No. It's, it's important for us to list some of the things we, we could use we could use some more Sunday school teachers. Uh, for the last several years, I've been teaching the, the kids I enjoy it, but uh, it might be something that I could <clears throat> hand off to somebody. But you know, but, uh, you know it's, it's important, but we need to pray for workers as Jesus said pray to the Lord of the harvest he sent out forth workers then Jesus said and you're it (laughs) Simon Peter oh Lord send the workers Jesus said next (laughs) so we need to pray for the workers and the work there's much that needs to be done that could be done I have people come up with great ideas pastor why don't we do this Sure, let's do that. Are you going to head that up? Oh, no? Okay. Well, then why don't you start praying for somebody to head it up? Because I don't need any more on my plate. My plate's already big. But uh, we need to pray to the Lord of the harvest, but we need to pray for workers and the work. I believe there's lots of ministries we can have here at the church to impact our community. But we need people to step up and say, well, I would if I could. Well, that's great. You prayed then. But be listening if the Lord taps you on your shoulder. I need somebody to read 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15. Who will do that one? I'm looking for workers here. Okay, okay. Galatians 6, 4 and 5. Okay, Mary Lou's got that. Happy to have Mary Lou here. Jim's yes. doing better, but... Yes. Uh, oh, we got some more here. Let me turn the page. Everybody got your first two verses there? Yes. <laughs> okay, Colossians 1, 9-11. 9 to 11. 9 to 12.
4: 9
0: to... whatever it is. Yeah, 9 to 12. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 58. A one verse wonder. Come on. Somebody. One verse wonder. I got okay. Marsha's got it. Okay. We'll stop there. Okay. Back. 1 Corinthians 3 12-15.
3: Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw... Each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare, be because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Okay.
0: It works, doesn't save us. But when we're saved, there's a work for us yes. to do. Yes. It may be at, at your level, at your time of life. It may be that prayer, but take it seriously.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Take it seriously. This is we need to pray
2: yes.
0: to the Lord of the Harvest, and but there may be some other things that people can do that uh, you know because. Work will not say it with me. The work will not do itself. Uh, Galatians six, four and five. Each one should
4: test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load.
0: Okay. We're to examine our own actions, our own work. And uh well, so and so is not doing anything, you yeah. know. Or so and so is doing this. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. That's right. You'll always pick somebody that that you're better than, <laughs> huh? Don't don't just look at what you're doing. Ask the Lord. Lord, is there something you would have me to do? Uh, Colossians one nine twelve. Did
1: I sign that one? I don't think it is.
0: It isn't? Well, I'll read it then. For this reason, we also, since the day we first we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, being fruitful in every good work. And then in the book of Revelation, we know it so well the letters to the churches. I know your works. works. Now, Jesus knows
2: mm-hmm. our
0: works. Mm-hmm. He, and he was talking to a whole church, and actually to our church as well. I know your works. I know what you're doing. And then he says, I know what you're not doing too. <laughs> I know what you're doing wrong. Uh, but works, Jesus notices, and he knows. He said, I know your works. Good job on this. Not so good on that. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. And your neighbor, labor will not be in vain. No, your labor shall not be in vain. It it's important for us to pray to the Lord of the harvest but also to be listening to the Lord of the harvest because the work will not do itself and some will say well I used to do this and I used to do that well that's wonderful praise God have you prayed for someone to fill the spot that you can't fill it's important Workers and shirkers. We need prayer support. We need to lend a hand to those things. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, and 3 says, we give thanks to God always for y'all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope, and it's an important aspect that we, we lend a hand to, to these things, that we step in. Can I help you? Maybe you can't do the job yourself, but the Lord's laid it upon your heart. Join with somebody else to help. Because the work will not do itself. How many of you believe that the Lord wants us to impact the west side of Columbus? But guess what? Won't do itself. (coughs) Will not do itself. It's a work of faith. It's a labor of love. It's a patient hope. Doesn't happen overnight. It's plodding along. Doing what we can do. Asking the Lord, "What, what, what should I do? And it's great to have good ideas about those ministries, but we also need people to fulfill those ministries and to step in. We started, we started that ministry a year ago, the blessing bags, and we had a lot of people that you know, were bringing in stuff so that we could take out blessing bags. We had some people that took them out, but we didn't have anybody step up and say I'd like to take charge of it. I'd like to help out. I'd like to take charge of that ministry. We had to let it go. I, I, you know, do I think it's a great ministry? Yes, I do. So we're, we're excited because Bill is, uh, is bringing the streets chapel here. And we've got a supply room up there for him where the blessing bags were. And once, once a week, saturday evenings they provide a meal for homeless they bring them here provide a a meal that this will start in october uh and and then preach the gospel to them and people have been saved in this ministry in other locations they're going to need some help they're going to need some people to help cook meals and and bring in supplies and help them in the services could you ask the Lord of the harvest? Could you pray to the Lord of the harvest? So, the first prayer principle. Oh, I got some more. <laughs> uh, could I get somebody to read 1 Timothy 4 9 and 10? God will volunteer.
4: My God you got it. First Timothy and then
0: Ecclesiastes 9 10. Who will do that one. Okay, Mary Lou's got that. First okay. Timothy 4, 9 and 10.
4: This is a faithful saying and worthy of all exceptions. All right. Acceptance. Yes. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all, men, basis of those that believe.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we labor. We sometimes, for our labor, suffer reproach. It's not an easy path. The Thessalonians. Uh, they were still laboring, but they were getting beat up while oh, they were doing it. Ecclesiastes
4: 9.10 Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for in the grave where you are going, there is neither working nor planning, nor knowledge nor
0: wisdom. Whatever you find your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Heartily is unto the Lord, the scripture says. And because there's coming a day when you're going in the grave, and how much work are you going to get done from there? None. But uh, you say, well, when I get to go to heaven, I'll, I'll keep working. No, I'm sorry. No, you're a great cloud of witnesses, but you're not a big help down here, uh, unless you inspire people to do things. So it's a work of faith. And the work will not do itself. It's a labor of love. You're not doing it to be seen in abundance. You're just loving the Lord. And you're going to have some things behind the scenes nobody will ever know about. It's a patient hope. It doesn't happen overnight, usually. We, we, we keep plodding along. We keep plodding along. I'm almost out of time, but I'm going to try and sneak this last one in, okay? Yeah. Work of faith, labor of love, patient hope. Second principle, praying for leaders. Pray for your spiritual leaders. First uh, of Thessalonians 5, 17-25, he goes on and says, uh, you know, pray without ceasing. Remember that one, right? And then he says, pray for us in verse 25. Pray for us. Paul is saying, keep praying, pray without ceasing, and pray for us. Why is it important to pray for spiritual leadership, for pastors, for teachers, for uh, leaders? Why is it important to pray?
1: We need God's help.
0: We need God's help. And we're under attack. Y'all remember the old westerns? They're the wagon train, old well, wagon train. Ward Bond has brought the wagon train, and, and the Indians are on the attack. And Ward Bond, anybody remember wagon train? Oh yeah. And and, and, and the wagon train, and they circle them up. And Ward Bond is they're, they're, everybody's behind their wagon, women and children hide out in the wagon, you know. And everybody's shooting, and and what do they what do they tell everybody to shoot for? The chief. Shoot for the chief and it'll scatter them. Well, it worked in the movies. I don't know if it works or not. But it worked in the, in the TV program. Every time they shot the chief, they'd have to go and
1: regroup. Who's chief now? You know, and, and, you know,
0: so they're shooting, shooting for the chief. Well, the enemy is shooting for the chiefs. Now, I might not be a big chief, but the enemy comes after those who are in leadership positions and, and spiritual leadership. He's going to come after you. We need people to pray. Why else do we need to pray for those in spiritual leadership over us?
3: When they have a car that almost lost his steering.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm thankful that people were praying when this fool was driving a car that could have crashed at any moment. And I was doing 70 miles an hour on a freeway while I was doing that. Mm. My better half told me I should have had it checked out, but I said, well, it's just making noise. (laughs) That's because it was in pieces in the steering column, and it could have crashed at any moment. We need people to pray because we're stupid. I'll admit it. I do stupid things. We need people to pray. Yes? We need to pray for the spiritual leaders so they won't lead other people astray by preaching the wrong right we need to stay on track with the gospel of jesus christ we want to stay away from false teachings false doctrine and it's easy to be drawn aside yes,
2: sir.
0: Uh, it's easy to be pulled away by pressures and uh the trends and the fads and oh we don't want to make waves we'll just compromise a little bit no need your prayers Because this is a day, it's not a day to compromise, folks. Need your prayers. Leadership needs your prayers, whether it's uh, board members. Why do do board members need your prayers? Making decisions for the the church, and Mm -hmm. we don't want to be a business. We want to be a living organism, the church of Jesus Christ. And, And sometimes it doesn't make any business sense, but it may make sense to the Lord. Uh, case in point, and I'll have to finish up with this. Uh, several months ago, many months ago, we uh, we were asked to help out the the big block party thing, you know, that we had here, and uh, we we were asked to kind of handle the block party. How many of you have any idea how much? We had Mm -hmm. money. We had the front to do that. Well, could you be more specific? Thousands. Could you be more specific? Would you like to know? Tens of thousands. Six thousand four hundred and eighty-four dollars. Wow. This little church. We... But we kept on going. Today we're supposed to get the check for it. <laughs> we were promised that everything would be... We kept all the receipts and everything. But it takes a lot to yes. put on something like that.
2: Absolutely.
0: But the leadership of the church had to be willing to go out on a limb. and Say, yeah, we believe that lives can be touched by this. Revive Church did not have the space to host it. They came to us and said, would you be willing to host it? And then Carissa was asked to head it up. And behind the scenes there were
2: hundreds
0: of hours of effort put in to touch lives. Put it on the the surface, it didn't make any sense. But Mm
2: $6,400
0: that's, that's faith. That's not business sense. That's faith sense. Mm-hmm. I praise God that we had leaders that were willing to do that. i got a written document on my desk saying that we would be reimbursed for anything we spent before we invested, but that's just me. Uh, we, we need to realize that there's work, and we need to pray for those who are in the work. And you need to pray for spiritual leadership. And on a regular basis, as we mentioned before, the worship ministry doesn't just happen. Children's church does not just happen. Sunday school and nursery does not just happen. Uh, funeral meals and, and outreaches and trunk retreat and and uh, all kind of other things that we're doing do not just happen. We need to pray for the laborers and to be a part of the work. and We also need to pray for those in spiritual leadership because the enemy does not want the world to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to have to stop there today. And I'm going to be meeting with a, with a missionary, a new missionary who's coming by there talk with me today. I'm kind of excited about it. He's the son of somebody who's in our church up in Painesville, in, in Massillon. who's was a board member up there. One of the youth group when I was there. And then we got to do the, their wedding and now their son and daughter-in-law are headed to communist Muslim countries and not allowed to be posted where they're going. It's secret. I'm excited, I'm excited. Prayer request today, we wanna pray for the Grove, G-R-O-H family headed to missions. And we need to pray for the Bates family. Larry Bates, used to be an assistant pastor here, uh, passed away and uh, they're going to have visitation on Sunday, the 24th, from 2 to 3 at Grove City Church on Grove City Road, and, and guest in Grove City. And, and the service will be following at 3 o'clock at the church. So, Larry Bates, several of you knew that. I, I played golf against him a few times. Beat the stuffings out of him. Great, great man of God. Great man of God. Other prayer requests today?
3: Unsaved loved ones. Unsaved
0: loved ones, yes. You need to lift them up. Unsaid yes.
3: Traveling mercies and Jim to get better, better, better.
0: Jim yes. to get better and get over the fact that he doesn't even want to take that trip. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> He's done <laughs> everything he can. a kind of cheap shot getting sick. Like I know. Right? Cheap, cheap shot. It's probably going around breathing on people. Got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh, we'll pick on you. Are you watching, Jim? Uh, and uh, yeah. unspoken requests. Situations that don't need a lot of people meddling with it, but just need people praying over those situations. And for sharing, for Sharon. Sharon, uh she's not feeling well. I had the the people this morning I'm talking about Abby and her surgery and Kaylee and her knee surgery. Other, other unspoken requests. other other sp-
1: spoken. <laughs> yes? Uh, I can put it in as unspoken, but Jedediah Smith had a great message Sunday morning. And there was a great altar call. And there are some people that uh, in our congregation that need some chains to be broken. Yeah. And chains. I believe that God broke some chains on Sunday. Praise God. But uh, we need to pray for these people. Yeah.
0: Praise God hope it was a blessing and an encouragement. Yes. Amen. And uh, I'm back to talking semi-normal now, because I talked that way for quite a while. Yes. Friday. I do Friday morning. Travel. Friday morning. She's on the on the road again. Yes, that's her theme song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Juanita's traveling. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to prayer right now. Peace mm-hmm. of Jerusalem. Peace of Jerusalem. And uh, several will lead us out in a word of prayer this morning.
4: Dear Lord Jesus, we truly thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness and kindness and mercy. Thank you for the word, Lord. Surely it is a lamp unto to our feet. I ask you to pray for all my brothers and sisters. have come. Many, 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 many prayers coming up before the I ask you looked at our pastor Lord, touching from the top of his head to the bottom of the feet, helping them or the the humble that they listen to the Holy Ghost voice, leading and guiding him all through them. Thank you, dear that we could stand on the, that rock or that rock that, rock, that who stand through all the storms. Thank you for the name, the name of Jesus, Lord. Help us, Lord, that we'll be able to stand in the last and yet evil day's launch. We are a privileged people, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the many, 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 many blessings that you bestowed upon your people. Yes. We give you all the praise, all the praise and glory in that wonderful, wonderful name. In the name of Jesus, praise you, God, amen.
0: Heavenly Father, we do thank you for that reality that you know the needs, and as we lift them before you, these unspoken requests, situations and circumstances that we're we're totally clueless, we don't know how to handle, we turn them over to you, and we don't try to solve the issue, we lay it on your desk, Father God, for you to intervene in situations to do the healing, for you to do the repair work on these surgeries, for you to strengthen those that are weakened, those that are needing healing, those that need to be just resuscitated by your strength and power, those that are recovering from sickness and disease, that Father you would strengthen. We pray for those that are going through uh, difficult times that they would sense they are not alone that you walk with them in the dark shadowy times we pray father for you to help us to be mindful of the work and the workers and to pray to the lord of the harvest and to pray for the work and the work to be done we ask father god for you to help us as we as we labor in these things we ask father that you would provide those Those open doors of ministry that we can touch people's lives. We thank you for the the doors that are open to us right now. Help us to have the people to walk through those doors and to touch lives. We pray, Father, for the services all day today, the evening Bible study, and the youth and the children's ministries of the girls and the Royal Rangers and the nursery And we do pray, Father, you would send, touch people's hearts to be the laborers in the field. We pray, Father, for your hand to go with us today. We give you praise for all you've done, but we also give you praise for all you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God what Look, we're still single it's down there the door will close now we're waiting on the hardware door the men's restroom is usable Red, men's restroom is usable We're still waiting on the hardware to show up. We need to be praying for that. Pray for the the supply chain.
3: i uh, yeah. 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 mm-hmm. am like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. of uh, so well your daughter, She's a little Give He was a